Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangana. Hi, everyone. Thanks and welcome to another edition, episode, edition, edition. That's a new word. I did it with Dad. I'm here with my beloved friend, Nancy. Nancy's like one of my best friends that I've never met. It's really random. We met through a, co- a consulting network. Um, yeah. And it's really, really well. Um, we've worked together. Um, it's just a really cool journey. So uh, Nancy's got a podcast, Authentic, Authentic Relating with mm-hmm. Nancy, which is available at least on Spotify. That's where I listen to it. Um, yeah. She's an entrepreneur, kick-ass one at that. Uh, her fiance uh, and Tyler and herself have a great business that's doing amazing natural products, which we'll get to talk about a bit later. But um, Nancy and I have been speaking for 10 minutes, shooting the shit, and some cool stuff's been coming up. So I was like, Nancy, we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Nancy, why don't you introduce yourself? And then we can get into cherry tickle conversation. Who are you? What you're about? So who am I? What I'm about? Um, like my name is Nancy, and I'm British Chinese. So I was actually born in China and moved to UK when I was 16 years old. So kind of very familiar with both culture, but I think mm-hmm. you know culture is one thing, but it's us ourselves as our soul level. So mm-hmm. I had a two companies already and for seven years and one of the company i grew from ten thousand pounds investment to four millions in three years and a half closed that company out because i followed a spiritual path for the last two years travel around the world did so much growth in the last two years especially last few months yeah it's really interesting journey you know i i what i wanted to actually say is this ideas between spirituality and business that was actually, I was stuck there for like two years because mm-hmm. I kind of feel wrong to make money <laughs> in the spiritual world. You know, like we're not supposed to, to um, how do I say this, becoming greedy. And yeah. we're supposed to have like a life purpose, you know, at the start of the spirituality. It's like, bullshit. I need to find my life purpose. And so for the last two years, I closing down my business. I tried life coaching mm-hmm. and I didn't really like the type of life coaching I was doing. And mm-hmm. yeah, until like recently I was like, oh, I was actually stuck on this idea. I need to have a life purpose. Mm-hmm. That was actually my ego. I think that you, I personally agree with you that the the purpose question is very ego driven. Um, yeah. The more I see people use it as an excuse, I think purpose is real, but I think purpose can be transient. It can shift. The reason being that first and foremost, time isn't linear. Everything's happening here and now, and we're moving between different timelines all the time based on our choices. So at any one moment, I can shift into a timeline where my purpose is completely different. And because nothing exists beyond the now, me saying that I'm going to allow my choices and decisions to be led by some grand thing in the future, generally speaking, I found people that are obsessed with that to either been sold a lie and bought the lie, or like I said, the ego. And I've had that myself before. Oh, this is my purpose. This is my grand purpose. This is where I'm on planet Earth. I know, oh, no, you I make life that. so hard, right? Like, I completely with you. It's so beautiful you shared. Like, like, especially you see today, there's lots of program, like a spiritual guru, 
that yeah. sell a programs about life purpose. So I got down to that, you know, space. I spent like hundred thousand pounds in coaching in the last few years, which is great mm-hmm. to help me where I was to where I am now. But then mm-hmm. you kind of reach into a space of your life, realize that you, you come to a desert. Like there's no grew in front of you anymore. You got to figure mm-hmm. out along in some ways, right? Because mm-hmm, it kind mm-hmm. of take me to where I am. And then I'm like, oh, then I needed to learn what is my own truth. Because mm-hmm. sometimes what I realized for me was to, when I was coaching before, I was just over coaching with different coaches. I stopped mm-hmm. trusting myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think they have all the answers. And I, mm-hmm. I think this is just really interesting, like, everybody have a different journeys. Like we all mm-hmm. have a different journey. Some people are more in the space of doing and some people mm-hmm. are more in the space of being, depends where mm-hmm. they are in their life. And mm-hmm. um, I think I shared with you, I took some times out for the last few months. So I closed mm-hmm. my business for two years, almost two years now. But I just couldn't stop working because I was looking for my purpose. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I even told you, I said, Dad, I need to take a rest. You're like, yeah, why don't you just go take a rest? I'm like, yeah, I need to go take a rest. It's because I couldn't let myself take that break because mm-hmm. unconsciously as an entrepreneur, you know, for my upbringing, I associate, what do I associate with? I associate working success with love. So mm-hmm. when I'm in the space of nothing, I feel completely lost. Like mm-hmm. I feel like I feel everything was wrong because it's, it's the priority of what, who I was to who I'm going to unfold. Right. So, mm-hmm. so it was, it was a challenging for the last few months. I literally didn't do anything. Like I didn't do much. I mean, I, I helped set up the business with Tyler, but he's the one really running the business. I'm more like I the investor. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't know where we're going with this, but yeah, I'll just talk about doing and being like, uh, <laughs> you know, especially for high achiever, I think to have this space of not doing anything is a, such a goal for me to realize I am not my achievements. I am not the, the business I created. I am not the money I made. That is the thing that is outside of me that mm-hmm. I actually had to really facing my own value. Like who am I without mm-hmm. all the achievements, all the experiences, all this identity I have created, am I still lovable? You know, that was a, another challenge I have to go through is that I realized I had a conversation with you. That's why I'm, I have so much love for you. Like I'm so grateful. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember a year and a half ago, I was in Chiang Mai and I had out with this digital nomad. And I called you, I said, I don't feel good here then. I don't like it. You said to me, what do you have always oh, people that don't value you? <laughs> you remember that conversation? I remember. Because <laughs> you were like, oh, I don't like... like these people. I have to be with them. It's like, but bro, they don't even, they don't see your magic. So why are you letting them bathe in it? You know? Yeah, exactly. I think that is because unconsciously I'm trying to overcome a problem. 
I'm mm. recreating the patterns from my childhood, from, mm -hmm. you know, from obviously everything we do today, most of them is unconsciously from our childhood, but it's because mm -hmm. my parents were so unavailable. So I feel like I needed to, um, making people like me or to get approval from these people. So I focusing so much of my energy with people who doesn't value me rather than actually chasing focus. the same pattern of behavior. Yeah, because ego likes that, right? If you just have with people who love you and just love you as who you are, what does, I mean, ego doesn't like that. It's like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do here? I got nothing else to <laughs> overcome here. This is a healthy relationship. I don't like it. <laughs> I need to change something. This is yeah. Cool. So one thing I want to kind of just that you said that I really want to go back to is mm -hmm. this idea that because what I love about your journey is that you're not saying that it's bad to have abundance. You're saying have abundance, but have it from a place where you're whole within yourself. Mm -hmm. You're not saying it's bad to go and coach with people and to get support, but you're saying, well, recognize that you should be trusting yourself. Because mm -hmm. I remember even when we worked together for a little bit and you got you got to where you needed to be and you're like, uh, I don't need to finish the, the program. And you were like really yeah. shy. You didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, this is good. This is what I'm celebrating because you're getting to the point where you're realizing, oh, I've got enough tools now. I've yeah. got a way to integrate them. I don't need to go and, and I did post about this the other day, which some people understood it and some people don't. I think mm -hmm. I did it on Facebook. I did it on Instagram as well, where I said, you don't need another book. You don't need the newest meditation. Instagram. Like, stop it. I saw, I saw, I saw um, your post yeah. on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did it on um, Facebook too. And some people were like, well, you just wrote another book, Dan. You're being like disingenuous or whatever, inauthentic. And I was like, yeah. well, I said another. I didn't say you don't need a book. Yeah. It's about another. Yeah. I what it's about is looking at what's in front of you as choices mm -hmm. and challenges and saying, do I have, honestly speaking, do I have the resources to address this? Mm -hmm. Do I have the resources to transcend this? Mm -hmm. Have I gone through the tools of what I've invested in so far? Maximize them. Did I even finish that last program that I did? Did I even try doing that meditation every day for 30 days or did I just move on to the next thing? Did I finish that book? Did I apply it? What's one thing that I can call from it? And if you can't do that with what's in your library, then going to get another thing isn't going to help you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and I think like I've been listening to the same book and over and over again because there's so much juice and every time you listen to it, there's so many different things comes up. I think what I was trying to say is also depends where they are, but depends the individual journey, right? Because I think mm -hmm. I got... I spend at least 20, 30 hours a week in coaching different programs, different things for years. So that was my own journey. I was taking a complete break from it and then mm -hmm. figure out in my own space, right? So I think mm -hmm. it, it really depends on individual journey because without the program, without the coaching, I was in another space a few years ago. So I kind of mm -hmm. needed, that was my journey, right? But, you, but needed I, the, you needed the pause though, to integrate it, to allow it to become a part of you, to start applying it. Mm -hmm. And that rest is what's allowed you to start making it a part of you so you can actually start. Because if mm -hmm. we're just learning all the time, mm -hmm. learning, learning, it's like we're getting busy in the learning mm -hmm. and not actually mm -hmm. doing any of the doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think so. And I think like um, that, that's why we just touched base on this idea of being and doing. And I guess another thing what I also started to see is that how we so we're all also we're all connected, but we're also different, right? So for example, my fiance, he's more he's a very spiritual person, but he's also a very intellectual person. He loved to read. Mm-hmm. But I'm more like kind of person. I like to sit and then I can feel energy. I can download in information from the universe. I suddenly just hear things. So I'm mm-hmm. more need to go into my own body. So for me mm-hmm. to do over-reading, over-study, is more like a, a distractions from Got feeling. You. So oh, that's beautiful. I you guess that. it's in my jinky. Have you looked at jinky recently? You, you were telling me actually, okay, Olga's obsessed with Gene Keys, so I've, I've even done like a session with the Gene Keys person. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Like we have a group from Africa, but like we're all talking about it because how things is happening right now with the universe is so entangled with what is actually happening in the jinky when mm-hmm. they talk about it i don't know lots of things in theory but i i kind of read it into my own jinky and i realize that for me it's more about going to my own body because i can hear things um mm-hmm. yeah so like this one thing i want to actually share is last year in chiang mai me and tyler we went on to a medicine journey I was telling you about it a little bit. I think it's really, really profound. So in this medicine journey, what happened was I was going through my lifetime, multiple lifetime. I did like probably 20, 30. So what I see my lifetime wow. is like, it's like this one lifetime I go through, there's a desire, there's a greed, there's sex, there's money. I go through it and then I go through another one. So each lifetime is I die and I reverse again. So I see life like this. It's like a more like a game. It's like a game. Like you cannot play at different level every life. <laughs> it's really weird. And then and I just see myself doing this over over again for like 20 lifetime. And at the final lifetime, I saw myself stuck. I was like, I'm just not getting it. So each lifetime, I I supposed to have some understanding, awakening or something, and then help me go to the next level. It's like a game. And the last lifetime, I literally just got stuck. I just couldn't get, I just couldn't get over it. So the last lifetime where I got stuck, which I had awareness, awakening that night is there's no right or wrong and good or bad mm-hmm. this idea of right or wrong good or bad is is the separations right mm-hmm. and when i realized that i just literally i i mean it sounds crazy i reached to enlightenment and i sit on the couch i started becoming like energy and i was giving birth to an energy field wow it was really profound it sounds crazy Tyler no, was, it doesn't sound crazy at all. <laughs> and i get and, it and it was like at least i was I, I feel like i was this mother energy and i was giving birth to a whole energy i want i can make the energy anything i want it to be and it was like really profound so from that moment that was last year in october everything started to shift in my life like this idea of no no right or wrong, good or bad, it's been stuck with me. So 
and I gone through quite a lot last few months until recently. What I realized was when I got down into the spirituality, I had this concept that money is. I wouldn't say money is evil, but it's kind of feel like I shouldn't have greed, or I、mm-hmm. should have a life purpose. But all of this is actually ego. This is my perspective. Like、mm-hmm. the reason I said there's no life purpose is is what I realized was, you know, this there is no life purpose. At least for me, my life purpose now what I realized was to. Just simply live well, like each day, because nothing exists rather than the present moment. And this、mm-hmm. idea, I need to get somewhere. It is a distractions from life itself. Like the、mm-hmm. future doesn't. I mean, it exists in the quantum field, but I'm talking about at this moment in time.、Mm-hmm. It's only present moment. And when I started to really. Live in the present moment, and I'm thinking about well, there is no life purpose because I don't know. I think that is a distraction for me. So what I started to do recently is actually just practicing in the moment. And then、mm-hmm. when you're in the moment, you also feel like there's not much fear either, because fear、mm-hmm. only exists in the future.、Mm-hmm. Right, but present moment, there's no fear. Like someone could、no、be losing stories, their、no、job、nothing. now, but there's no fear. Like you're still here. So it's、mm-hmm. really, really interesting that how I see after this enlightenment journey I had, how my、mm-hmm. state of being has completely shifted. I may be doing the same thing, but I may do it from a different state. Mm-hmm. You do it from a different place. It's really interesting because essentially what you're t- talking about re- goes to one of the universal laws, the law of relativity,、mm-hmm. that nothing, everything just is. Nothing's big, nothing small, nothing's tall, nothing short, fat, skinny, good, bad, until you compare it to something else. But when you just accept it for what it is, then it becomes this malleable energy that you can do anything with. Okay, this、mm-hmm. happened.、Mm-hmm. I can accept it, and I can make a choice、mm-hmm. based on what feels good in my body, or if that's how people resonate and, and hear the universe, or that's what I'm guided or led to do for my highest and greatest good, and to expand and add to the world here and now. Not oh, this is happening because I, I'm running away from this. I'm running towards that. I'm going to make this choice. No, I'm making the choices from the moment, and I、exactly. agree. Exactly. Purpose is in the now.、Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that we sometimes have a calling, which I refer to as something different, something that's encoded within us as, as a calling. But that doesn't have to be this thing that we're chasing after all the time,、mm-hmm. rather than just enjoying here and now, really、mm-hmm. fully embodying it and fully experiencing here and now. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's just so true because I literally got stuck in this space for two years. I was trying to find、mm-hmm. what is my life purpose. What is my life purpose? You know, I closing down a business, and I'm like, I must have a really, I must have a really profound, <laughs> big mission here in life. So I was like <laughs> waiting for it, and <laughs> and until now, I'm like, oh, there's no life purpose. You know, where I am right now is <laughs> that it's just、oh, leaving. There's no life purpose. <laughs> it is leaving. 
and and since I let it go of this idea of life purpose, I so much more enjoying the present moment. I feel so much more love with Tyler. We're a lot more connected, you know, energetically. I feel myself a lot more. I'm a lot more tapped into the source as well. I feel mm-hmm. I feel very different, and you know, who, who knows? Maybe something else coming later. But it's not like this idea. I need to be somewhere else rather than the present moment. Yeah, you're not running away from things. You're just present. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because I've been listening to Eiko Tolle's book recently. You know Eiko Tolle, right? Yeah, which one? Parallel now or New Earth? Which book? I've been listening both, and Mm -hmm. but but what I learned from his book, it was really cool. He says that when he was like in his fifties. He left a, like a really good university potential job or something. So his mom basically said to him, "You know, you you're such a loser, kind of. That's what his mom said. Mm-hmm. Like you, you got no money. You're in your fifties. Like mm-hmm. you know, that's what people are judging him on." And he said, a "Few months later, I wrote this book, and he sold for a few millions of it, and I certainly become a success." In 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 people's eyes. And I just found that so cool because mm-hmm. it hit me so hard like that one, you know, mm-hmm. like before he had this book, doesn't mean he's actually a loser or it's actually because people judging him are coming from an ego space. Mm-hmm. Or, and after he wrote this book, he saw a few million, he suddenly become this success in front of so many people. It's just because of, he has, more money so it's really really interesting how i see that polarities yeah it's, it's really really cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think one of the things i find most intriguing about i mean it's just so you know by the way beyond intention mm-hmm. one of the reasons why i formally created beyond intention formally was because i read the power of now and i wanted to understand how to apply it so actually the power of now is one of the, the so step two of beyond intention is all about getting to the now. That's what it's about. So beyond intention is about getting to the now, accessing that power and deliberately creating your life, manifesting your life. But the power of now is one of the books I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I was reading the power of now. It's like, okay, so just be in the present moment. And how the fuck do you get to the present moment? And what do you do when you're there? You know? <laughs> and at the time, at the time that a lot of the people that were, sort of talking about the power of now, they weren't really doing anything with their life. And I wanted to do something with my life. So I wasn't really interested in, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to be in the now and sit on a bench and just be enlightened. Mm -hmm. But I like that he was like, no, you've got to be enlightened in your life, right? So Mm -hmm. how do, but getting there was what I wanted to understand that process of getting there. And which Mm -hmm. is where clearing and energy traps and those ideas came from spending, you know, the last decade or so developing the clearing toolkit and how to how to get to the now but not make it a busy process make it a natural flowing process otherwise you're just running into more busyness oh, i'm gonna get busy i'm gonna get to the now am i there mm. yet mm. am i there yet mm-hmm. so it's just really just letting go of enough to be able to just be and then here in that beingness Mm-hmm. Okay, what would I like to enjoy about life now? What what do I feel good about enjoying? What feels good and does no harm to others? Do I want to go and be impactful? Do I want to go to the beach? Do mm-hmm. I want to have kids? Do I want to love somebody? Do I want to be by myself? Do I want to go to the park? Like, what feels good? And that's what, so, 
But yes, yeah, so Eckhart Tolle, definitely a, a big fan. If you're listening to this Eckhart Tolle, respect for him. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, go on. There's a, there's a bookstore that um, I've spoken at a couple of times in, in Seattle, Washington, in America. Mm. And that's where he used to start doing his, his talks. Mm, that's so cool. So yeah, when he, when he first died, so that's where I, I go. And, well, they've invited me to come back then COVID-19 happened. So after COVID, I'm going to be back in, um, back in uh, East West Bookstore. That's really nice. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, he's also from UK. For sure, I really, really um, enjoyed like his book. I think uh, there's a difference between words to someone speaking to your soul. I feel like his book has that transcending power to my soul. I'm like, I'm just getting it. I'm just like feeling, I get shivery sometimes. I'm listening to audiobook. So nice. yeah, I, I think... It's crazy how much has been shifted, you know, especially a few months ago. I, I was going through a challenge with um, Tyler about finance because I have this idea that is engraved inside of me that men need to be a provider for the family. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my culture and this is how I've been brought up. And somehow my mom also engraved this into me, making me think that if my man cannot provide for me, it means I have low self-value. So, and I think not just me feel like this, but I think lots of people growing in certain culture, you have this idea you need to marry up or you need mm-hmm. to marry someone who has car, who has houses and had a certain amount of money and finance. So the journey me and Tyler have to go through is really interesting because like we we're re- we're we're soulmates and we know that already and we have a really really good relationship and everything's great it's just one thing is that he was not rich right so i actually oh. had more money than him so that was like a challenge i have to go through and sometimes i was just so triggered in that in the relationship because i'm like why you don't why why you don't have money before why did you not do business before <laughs> or like and, and then and then but i my soul know this is the right relationship for me like your soul mm-hmm. know but then but i was getting triggered so much to be honest mm. with you i even gave him like a deadline i said by then if you don't make it i'm gonna work out you know i'm going to find someone who has money but you know how my last relationship went <laughs> <laughs> you know so so well, that's not the answer so that that is not the answer so last few months that was literally the stuff i have to learn to navigate with with tyler i'm, I'm sometimes looking at him thinking this man, he loves me unconditionally. I experiencing so much unconditional love from him that I never even know existed in this world. I feel so much happiness, so much opening. It's just so much love. But yet he doesn't have the money I want in a man. Like, what is going on here? And then, mm-hmm. because we're touching base about the money, so my, my thing was that if my partner doesn't have money or very successful, it means I have, it reflect back to me, means I, I'm not attractive enough, or maybe I, I, uh... I have a low self-value, that's why I'm being with someone who's not having lots of money, you know, this is my condition from my mm-hmm. family and my culture. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that was something we, we, we have to face until a few, few days ago. 
I was like, I, I want him, I love him, we want to get married, but the only reason we haven't married is because I was trying to waiting for him to becoming successful first to prove himself to me. And yeah, so that was something, you know, I think lots of women probably have to face. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, one of the things that we're speaking about before we hopped on this call is about wealth consciousness. And maybe that's something that we can speak about in more depth if you're happy to come back again and be on the show. Yeah, sure. Go on. <laughs> go on, I'll do it. But yeah, this idea that we have these programs within us and these programs can be imprinted with trauma. They can be imprinted with experience and they can be imprinted just you know, by habit over time witnessing, but they will have a deep effect. Like you said, everything fits together, but this one story that was fed to you around abundance. And if you didn't have that story, then you would have had zero challenges at all in relation in the relationship. Yeah, and, and it's so perfect, isn't it? Because it's like, it's never going to be 100%. Otherwise, like you said, there's nothing for you to work through, you know, this challenge between me and Tyler is something we have to work in through. And yeah, so I, I feel also really triggered by him too when, because if my self-worth is depending on how well my partner is doing, how much in his You're giving it to someone else. And, and, and then like, it's really triggering me. It makes me really want to control him. <laughs> Right, because if he doesn't do well, what's that mean to me? So obviously I put so much attention onto how he's doing and completely mm-hmm. neglecting about what I'm supposed to do with my life too, right? So I just see this pattern is like playing. It looks like you're really supporting your partner, but at the same time there's an opposite agenda, which is I want him to do well so I can feel better about myself. But do you know the other thing as well? Mm-hmm. If I have permission to share it with you, mm-hmm. it's another thing to keep you busy from just being in your present, in your body, and being inside of you. Mm-hmm. You had your mm-hmm. business keeping you busy. You had mm-hmm. your growth mm-hmm. keeping you busy. Yeah. And then when you found the silence, mm-hmm. it's like now I need to. I've got another project. The project mm-hmm. is project Tyler. So mm-hmm. we sometimes we 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 get ourselves caught up in these projects to keeping us busy, which are really just about keeping us away from being here and now, and they may even appear to be positive. People that are, mm-hmm. I'm busy on my mission, I'm busy finding my purpose. That sounds and feels like a positive thing, mm-hmm. but actually it's just escaping the responsibility almost to just be present and be in yourself. Yeah, it's 100%. I think that took me a bit of time to realize that, you know, how I like to focus on other people and helping other people. And that's the thing. Another thing about helping people is, oh, it sounds so nice, you're so helpful. But sometimes when we're helping people it's because we try to distracting from ourselves. And lots of time we're helping people coming with a codependency with it. We have this needs and desire for this person to to be happier, to do better. It sounds so beautiful, but that's what parents do to children all the time. Like, I'm thinking the best for you. But sometimes these people, they have to fall. Even you see your friends or your family are falling, you cannot have to watch them to hit a rock bottom because that is Mm. their journey. And 
Yeah, I, I tend to taking that away from people, especially after I got into um, spiritualities. But to go back to the topic about the the money thing is that you know I do think all of us. I think my connection is going for a little bit. All of us probably have some kind of money story, you know. And mm. I think end of day, what is money? Money is just energy. So is and money also represent receiving. I think mm. it's, 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 it's not the money itself. It's more like how you, it's like a mirror just reflecting to you, mm. you know, what is going on within yourself. So for me, what I realized was I associate money with love. Mm-hmm. And that was a really hard one to work through. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. Do you know what, Nancy? Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. going to say? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, why don't we put a mm-hmm. pin in this one here mm-hmm. and schedule to come back in another mm-hmm. time and keep this mm-hmm. conversation going? Because I think we can, have, you and I always have cool conversations so we can share them with the people. How do you mm-hmm. feel about that? Okay. Yeah. So, so you wanted to do another call or something? We're going to do some more. We're going to do some more of this. Okay. So do you, do you want to keep this call or you, you're going to, I don't know what's like. We're going to keep this one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do more. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, just, I don't know how this works because, you know, I haven't been really doing much broadcast with other people. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I thought this is a good conversation. I think everyone's going to agree it was a good conversation. Um, listeners, why don't you let us know that you believe it was a good conversation? Um, rate and review. Uh, Nancy, how can people connect with you? I'm going to put a link to your podcast as well. How can people connect with you? What are you doing right now? Are you serving people? Are you still in your hermit mode? Like what's going on with you? I think at the moment, I'm more like an investor for Talos company. So it's mm-hmm. our company and I really believe in what he does. It's such a beautiful vision, amazing, amazing products. And- oh, yes, of course. Why don't we share the, um, just a one line about your company. What are you guys doing? So uh, the company is called Mama Chi. So M-A-M-A-Q-R. It actually means Mother Earth Energy. And mm-hmm. we come to do this company um, last year. And But what really hit home was in January when we were in China. And when the coronavirus actually hit, when we were in China visiting my family, we gave my father a bottle of the immunity products and he recovered from flu in three days and he's avoided a lockdown. So that was a really important thing for me. The, nice. You know, in today's world, it's not there's not a loss of high quality of health products there is, but you know, some people making business because they're only focusing on profits. So they're not using the best quality products. So what Tyler mm-hmm. wanted to do is to completely shift that is actually making a product that we would take it ourselves and our family would use it. So it's mushroom tincture extract and we sourcing all the products from Finland and it's Finland grow and there's so much benefit obviously with mushrooms and I'm not the best person to talk about it because Tyler is probably better than me talk about this. And 
also what we do with this um, business is we also restoring the whole forest in Finland as well. So our suppliers working with the forest, you know, it's very important that when we're taking health products, it's not at the cost of the environment. Mm. So this is very, very important for us. And um, transparency of supply chains. I think Tyler is so much better than talking about the products well, I'm gonna, than me, to I, be I honest. Think, I think, I think it's a really cool product. Um, uh-huh. uh, You're going to love it. I'm, I'm, I've got an order. I've got an mm-hmm. order, but we've had to go a bit a long way around because I can't get it delivered directly to me. But um, we're going to put a link to Mamachi on the, uh, mm-hmm. in the, mm-hmm. the notes as well. So that's M A M A Q I. M A M A Q R dot com. Dot com. Mamachi. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's dot co. Dot co. Dot co. We're going to put it in the show notes. We're going to put it in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. Looking forward to having you back on. Guys, be sure to rate, review, share this with someone who needs to hear uh, this conversation. Be sure to go and check out mamachi.co. Remember that uh, abundance is a choice and you're free to have it. Keep dreaming your eyes open and that you can have an abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. Bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan. Dan.